views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome. I'm so excited about this. Welcome to all of you listening to the show on whatever radio network you're listening to. But also, I want to I want to totally welcome our Facebook Live audience as well. Um, you know, throughout the show today, you're going to have a couple of ways to join in on the conversation. One is you can always call our toll-free number, 1-800-930-2819. Or you could go to our website, the drpatshow.com or transformationtalkradio.com, and you could type your question in. Or on Facebook at Transformation Talk Radio, you can kind of be talking about what we're talking about. We actually look at it. We will answer your questions, all of the above. Why? Because Dr. Glenna Rice is joining us here today. And the topic for today is so important that we're we're pulling it from the headlines. I've just pulled it from an incident in my personal life this morning. We're really, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. And we don't know what to do with it. You ready? What makes you uncomfortable is your comfort zone limiting you. Is, Is your comfort zone limiting you? OMG about that. I can tell you right now, I know that to be true, but we're going to take you on a journey today. Dr. Glenna Rice, she is a fabulous, fabulous access consciousness facilitator. She's also a physical therapist. She's owner of Access Physical Therapy. She's a host of Conscious Conversations, but more importantly, she lives the journey, walks the talk, helps other do others do that, get a sense of what we're holding in our body, figure out what to do with that, and is out in the world all over, internationally, up close and personal, so that we can know a new way of approaching our life, no matter what situation there is. The question that I learned that I use to this day is what else is possible. But today, what does uncomfortable mean to you? Dr. Glenna, I don't know where you picked this topic from today, Mm -hmm. but boy, it is juicy. It is. Thank you for having me on. I love this show. And I love talking to you. I love the new live setup. How fun it is to see your face. Looks like it's a beautiful day in Seattle. Uh, I've got a lot of lights on in the background. So uh, it's always a beautiful day in Seattle for me. Um, Can I ask you, Mm -hmm. I mean, you and I, we come up with these things. We don't know how they come up. 
but we just did a previous show with Cornelia, Cornelia Stephanie, that was sort of a, a good preview for what the, they're so tied together. People think we planned this. <laughs> Let's talk about how this has shown up for you today and why this is so important now. Well, it, it's a conversation that um, just started in the whole world of access consciousness. You know, this crazy work that I do that is really practical and changes stuff with such ease that I've been doing for like 14 years or something now. So wow, this wow. is a conversation that just started bubbling up in the last week or so. And it's been, um, you know, something that I've been I'm looking at now is how many how much distance do I keep from everything to keep myself comfortable? And I talk in all my classes all the time with people, you know, we're working on bodies and they're like, oh, that makes me uncomfortable. I don't like to do that. It's uncomfortable. And I'm always talking to people like, well, sometimes where you're uncomfortable is where all the change happens. What if you love being uncomfortable? And I'm looking at where I'm not, where I like to keep a comfortable distance from things, um, where, where being uncomfortable isn't as easy as I thought it was for me in all the situations that I am in my life. And I, it's also a real big, you know, Light, like bing, bing, bing. If I'm uncomfortable, there's something there that I can change to have more of me, to be more of me, and to have yeah. more of what I'm asking for. Yeah, and I love that we're talking about what it is that can happen in that point of uncomfortability, being uncomfortable. You know, I can talk to many instances in my life where I've been uncomfortable. I would have to say that the most uncomfortable in, in my business life, the most uncomfortableness I've ever had is when I was I scheduled to introduce Shirley MacLaine at an event and uh, you're laughing right I'm just impressed <laughs> oh no no and I just so I, I was scheduled to interview her and I was the opener for her at an event that we were doing and I'm on stage and I'm getting ready and I'm looking at the people around me who like picked her up at the airport and then her assistant comes out and and says Shirley wants to talk to you in the green room now I gotta tell you I had talked to her once on radio but my worst nightmare shows up because the mind takes over now I gotta tell you I spent one of the most interesting important hours or so of my life speaking with her and then when we were done, we walked out on the stage and she said to me, I want to see how you're going to do this, how you're going to introduce me. And I walked out on the stage. She said, no, wait, I'm going to show you how to work the stage. Ooh. And I thought to myself, I don't think I'll ever be uncomfortable ever again in my life. And I've had other times. But the world we're living in now, there's so much truth telling that's going on. It's making a lot of people uncomfortable. What is the awareness energy of uncomfortable? You know, it's it's great question. Great question. It's a whole bunch of stuff. You know, uncomfortable can be when you're about to step into the greatness of you. And all that stuff is up that you don't want to see that you're about to change it. You've been avoiding your whole life. That can be an uncomfortable moment like you were just talking about. You know, what a great thing. It's Shirley MacLaine. Tell you how to be on stage. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone can show someone who she's, I mean, the years she spent on stage, wow, wow. And that uncomfortableness with the change that's happening, because we think that change is uncomfortable, but it's actually where everything happens. It's where the fun and the joy and the zest for living exists, is in that change that has the uncomfortableness. And it can also be where uncomfortable can be an awareness like, oh, this is an uncomfortable situation. Maybe I shouldn't go to this guy's room at 11 o'clock at night. You know what I mean? With the dog. 
right? That may be an awareness like, huh, what do I actually know here? What's going on? Is this something that's going to create more for me? Is this something that I should have not be doing? Is this an awareness of it actually being a situation that I shouldn't be going into? What do I know? It's really a place to start asking a question and have your awareness. The problem is that a lot of us are keeping a really great, comfortable distance from our awareness. So we can't even access it with this stuff going on because we don't want to know what we're aware of. We, you know, we, we don't want to, like we're looking for a job interview and some weirdo wants you to come up to his room. You don't want, you want this job interview. You don't want to be aware of what's actually true in the situation. And that can make you feel uncomfortable. But there are different kinds of uncomfortable. And I think we glump them all together into this one feeling. We do. Uncomfortable. Yeah. We do. We we lump them all together. And because we lump them all together, Dr. Glenna, we isn't that interesting? Both you and I just, just rubbed an itch on our nose right at the same time. <laughs> what what the heck? What is going on? I mean, I, I never scratch my nose. Like, I don't even understand what that was right there. And then we both did it together on video. That's weird. Um, cool. <laughs> because maybe this is a little uncomfortable. Uh, here, here's the Here's the thing. There are levels of uncomfortableness, discomfort, whatever it is. This, not a good word, but look, sometimes telling the truth to someone, sometimes being honest to someone may give us a really, really deep sense of, of uncomfortability. I want to tell you that that is not as uncomfortable as not telling the truth and letting a project team or others go down a pathway that would harm them. See, these are some of the choices. We don't look at the possibilities and things. We say, I'm going to be safe right here by not really telling you really sort of the potholes you may step in. And so you get a little bit passionate and people think you're yelling at them. And the next thing you're, and you're not, and you know what you're laughing, right? Cause you know, but you're not really disrespectful. And yet we compromise ourselves for somebody's other, somebody else's comfort. Yes. We don't want to make other people uncomfortable. Yeah. And that's a difficult situation because sometimes yeah. telling someone their truth and be so in their face about what's you know going on, what you think it might not be working for them, or what's wrong with them, or when someone wants to tell you their truth. It's always like, <laughs> I don't know if I want to hear what you have to say. You might just be about to load a whole bunch of judgment on me. Um, but if you can speak to what's true, it's a different energy. What can this person hear? What can you speak to that's true for them? And then however they show up after you say it is going to be their choice. You know, if they choose to be uncomfortable or upset with what you said, that is going to change something. But if you know if saying something is going to change something and create more, you know, if it's going to expand what's going on, people might be in their stuff for a while afterwards. But, you know, if you know, you just need to be aware of what it's going to create in the future. And if it's going to create a greater future, then speaking what's true for you or speaking to the energies that they can hear may not look great right afterwards. But down the road, something's going to change. It's going to work more for everybody if you're... Yeah. That. Yeah, I, I had a I, I had a vision because you and I have talked about a number of different things. But if if little Johnny, your your child, little Johnny or little Joni, is is walking towards a smoldering hot fireplace because he or she thinks the little coals in there, the little wood cinders, look like fun and go to reach them in there. I don't know about you. You're probably more evolved than me. But I'm not going to say, oh, honey, Johnny, oh, oh, you know, you might not want to put your hand. No, I'm going to be like, Johnny, 
Absolutely. Are they going to run out in the street? Yeah, I'm going to grab them and pull them back. <laughs> and then after I've done that, falls <laughs> down. And I have done that. I had a son who my son couldn't figure cars out. I don't know where he was all the time, but when he up until he was a young teenager, when he learned to drive, I was just like, he's going to be okay. I, <laughs> I had to ask lots of questions, but I had to pull him away from streets all the time. Um, and then I would sit with him and, ha- and like talk to him exactly. about, okay, look down the road. Do you see cars coming? They're, they're coming fast at you. You have to start being aware of how fast they're coming and when you have to go and when you have to stop and other conversations or with the fireplace. If you touch that, what's going to happen? It's a hot fire. What's that going to happen? Maybe yeah. get them close to it, put their hand a little close so they can feel what the heat is and let them have the awareness of it. But in the moment, oh, yeah, I'm going to grab them away from the fire mm-hmm. or the street corner. Um, this is really about getting up close and personal with ourselves, isn't it? It's about, you know, even me yelling at little Johnny or little Joni about the fire. What is it in me? And, you know, I, I use that situation because I will tell you that if I see anybody go next to a fire for any reason, I am going to react like that because I'm very well aware that my mom died in a fire when I was six. So, you know, there are some things that will call for a little bit more excitement. We're not talking about a disrespect kind of thing here. No. But sometimes other people's actions will make us uncomfortable. And what do we learn from that? Just like you talked about before, we learn things from that level of uncomfortableness. And sometimes, Dr. Glenna, we don't have an hour a day, a week, or a month to think about it. <laughs> no. Do we? Things are happening in the moment. Um, yeah. When people make you uncomfortable. Um, yeah, what is that energy? What is it that makes you uncomfortable when other people are bringing up stuff? Is it your stuff that it's triggering it or something? Or another question, is it even your energy? Like, right. Are you, even, are you actually the one that's uncomfortable? If someone's in your face confronting you, it's possible that they're the one that's uncomfortable in the situation and it's not yours. So how do you keep being you in that situation? How do you not lose you and make their point of view and their reality greater than yours? You never want to make anyone else's reality greater than yours. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do you maintain and keep being you when someone is up in your face, I think is what you're kind of saying. Um, it's choice, really. It's a choice to always be you in every situation. How can I keep being me here? How do you not resist and react to that energy or even a line or align and agree. Cause if you're aligning and agreeing, then you're buying that this person confronting you, something about you is true. Something about what they're saying is true for you. And it's probably not, it's true for them in whatever situation they're in, but it may not be true for you. So it's to make, you know, how can you be you in yeah. every situation? Yeah. Um, and when you're being you, it's always a better place to be than the not used. The not used aren't fun. And we maintain a distance from us. You know, we just being comfortable keeps us from keeps maintaining this comfort zone, this comfort level maintain, keeps us from being us because we can never actually know who we are. And when you know who you are and you can be you in every situation, then those things, you're not going to be affected. These things, you're going to be able to ask questions, change things and see what's actually going on and then possibly speak to the person in a way that they can hear to change a situation. 
You know, I think that what we're talking about too, and it's certainly been my experience, is I, I actually had a really uncomfortable uh, text messaging exchange this morning, and I could feel my level of uncomfortableness. I was uncomfortable and hurt at the same time. And, you know, sometimes in my past, and boy, I'm a work in progress, but I've not been able to tease those two apart, right? But I catch it now to say, wow. I'm I'm feeling really hurt from this. The key thing is I'm feeling really hurt from this and I don't retaliate or you know what I'm saying. So I want to ask you, how can we learn to develop a keen sense of awareness? What are the things that can help us with that, even if we have to postpone, quote, an action or a no action? Yeah. Well, there may be, you know, that postponing is an interesting word, but there may actually be nothing required right now. And it's nothing not postponing, required. it's just nothing's required. The other thing I love to tell people is no one can actually hurt you. You can't hurt someone. It's a choice. It is a choice. To be affected by things. Now, people can do hurtful things and say mean things. People can be incredibly mean. Some people excel at being mean more than anything else. <laughs> um, but you can only be hurt by that if you choose to go into that kind of a situation and said, what is this? Was she with, sometimes just acknowledging the meanness that someone was being when they did something just yeah. without a judgment, just like, wow, that was really mean. can lighten up the whole thing. I did it, that. Yeah. But see, now I know that I don't have to be hurt first. I can go right to, wow, that was like a mean thing. Yeah. <laughs> And it's funny with people that kind of function from this meanness, um, they may not be doing it intentionally or that's just how they were raised or however it is. And not, but when they, when you acknowledge that it was mean, you just acknowledge it, you don't, not in their face, not telling them their truth or letting them know you're, you know, getting in their face so they know they're mean. You just acknowledge it with you. Wow. That was really mean. Sometimes that acknowledgement, it's really funny, is enough for them to stop being mean. Mm Mm-hmm. But I want to talk to you about this, this point of avoidance. One of my favorite things to talk about, avoidance. Um, How is it that we will choose avoidance because we are, even at the cost of something important, important to us, we will choose avoiding someone even at the cost of something important. Maybe it's a mega project. You know, maybe it's a relationship. The list goes on. You know that, right? But we will choose avoidance because of our level of uncomfortability that we're not wanting to face. Yeah. Now, I'm not talking, let me just be clear. I am not talking about abusiveness. I'm not saying we should put ourselves in harm's way. Never am I ever going to say that. But by learning the awareness, we're going to know how to choose better. Yeah. And this is that same thing. It's like to have to be aware of what the energy of this avoidance is. Like, are you avoiding something because it's going to put you in harm's way? That's a real different energy. And I'm avoiding something because if I do that, it's making me uncomfortable. And I'd have to push myself around barriers that I've decided somewhere in my life, I ain't going to ever get rid of these. I'm never going to do those kind of things. You said something and when you were 10 years old, I'm never going to talk to those kind of people or something like that. So you've got this thing you're avoiding, but it's not from anything that's going on now. It might be from something in the past, something you decided. I mean, I used to avoid public speaking at all costs. 
Like I hated more than anything I'd ever hated, which everyone says was speaking out loud. Yeah. Giving a speech, giving a presentation, anything like that, um, which is really funny with what I do now, because that's what I do for a living is go all around the world and speak in front of people, in front of big audiences. And I'm on radio shows and lots of people are listening to me now. Um, but I decided that I hated it. I mean, that was a decision I made. I was uncomfortable. The energies of excitement were probably some of the energies um, that I was avoiding and that creating my life. I was avoiding that at the time. I remember giving a speech in college, um, a presentation, and being just shaking. My legs <laughs> shaking. And I got done with it. And most people say, oh, after you're done, you'll feel better. And I felt worse afterwards. <laughs> I was like, I never want to do that again. I do not want to have to speak in public. That was a total decision I made. And that kind of was there for years until I started doing, you know, using these access tools. And I was able to change that point of view. You know, and some of it was the uncomfortableness of the audience. There was a lot of things that I was avoiding that were actually going to create my life. But somewhere I had to just make this choice. I'm going to step into this. I had to change some things and choose to do it. And once I had a lot of that decision in the past that was not part of my reality anymore, it was fun for me. Yeah. I didn't shake. I was able yeah. to talk to people. I had things to say that people maybe wanted to hear. I you know, still wonder. But, yeah, though I was able to be me. And I started creating a life that was greater than I can imagine once I got past that thing I had avoided. I know. Uh, I got to tell you, I made this big declaration. I don't know, like what, in 2011 or 12 or something. My big, big declaration. I'm never going to do video uh, of the shows on, on social media. Never going to do. Okay, here we are. Um, and I really had to look at my level of... Uh, I'm uncomfortable. Why am I uncomfortable? You know, what was it about me that I looked at myself and felt, you know, maybe low self-esteem, maybe something, maybe something. Um, But here you and I are, and that's really part of the conversation today is uncomfortable doesn't need to be a showstopper. No, no. And maintaining your comfort level means you never go into the uncomfortable. So I was maintaining a distance from my future when I was uncomfortable with that and would avoid speaking. And that was really maintaining yeah. huge distance, meaning this comfortable distance from what my future could be. And I got over it, which I'm really glad. <laughs> what else is possible? <laughs> well, you know, th- this is also about how to help others, too. Now, before we go to break, uh, first of all, Dr. Glenna Rice is joining me here today. And as I said before, we will take your questions if you like. You want some help with this, uh, especially we're coming up on the holidays. You want to talk about uncomfortable. 1-800-930-2819. 1-800-930-2819. Now, how can people find out more about you? How can they work with you? And I know you've got a series of events and things you're doing. Um, so please give out your website. And I want to talk a little bit about some of the events that you actually do. Okay. Yeah. It's glennarice.com. Pretty easy is my website. And you can also find me on the Access Consciousness website. It's accessconsciousness.com slash Dr. Glenna Rice. And then you can find my facilitating schedule with that classes and stuff that are coming up, which I have some, I'm leaving. I just got back from Budapest yesterday and I'm going to India on Monday to Delhi. First time I've been in Delhi and I'm doing a body class there and an Essie, um, body, some body work classes that I'm really excited about going there for the first time. Yeah. Um, there's something really cool coming up in Access in January that I know I, I um, want to just plug to get as many people on. Yeah. 
having a global bars day. So it's a 24 hours, people will be running the bars, bars. This is the body work stuff. Those you can see there's points on the head that we touch to create relaxation and ease and all sorts of magic in your life. It's really an amazing, amazing body work technique. And the whole day is going to be interviewing people about the bars. There'll be pods or groups of people in different countries all over the world doing bars. We'll be going into their living rooms, their homes, their venues to talk to them about the bars. It's This is, I think, the fourth time we've done it. It's a fabulously fun event. All sorts of fun access stuff will be um, broadcast live. Sometimes Some things that you'll only see there, videos and um, interviews with people will only be on that. So that's something you can find on accessconsciousness.com. Totally free. You just need a computer. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Uh, and again, for those of you that would love to contact uh, Glenna directly, you know, talk to her, work with her, you can go to glennarice.com. Also, um, people can email you too, right? Glenna at glennarice.com. And just let me know that you're um, from the Dr. Pat show. Sure. Um, you know, one of the things I want to do is when we come back, um, I want to talk about the many scenarios that uncomfortable might show up. And then let's help folks uh, know that there are tools they can use in those situations. Because I don't think what you and I are saying is uh, it's all in your head. Or maybe we are. Something you know. there's a lot in my head, so I don't know. <laughs> Let's take a short break. And for those of you who want to call in, 1 800 930 2819. When we come back, we're going to give you a list of these scenarios uncomfortable. Uh, has anybody actually ever been on a first date and not been uncomfortable? I don't know. Any of you out there? Does that ever like enter your mind? Uh, yeah, try dating at my age. That's a whole different show. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. <laughs> Stay juicy. Tune in to Your Juicy Love with me, Una Drake, co-hosting monthly with Dr. Pat and every second Monday at 12 p.m. on Transformation Talk Radio. My show, Your Juicy Love, helps you find the dynamic, life-affirming love you've always wanted. Transform your relationships and bring peace, joy, and juicy, juicy love to planet Earth. For more information, visit unadrake.com. Choose the new earth on the Cornelia Stephanie Show. Tune in each week on Transformation Talk Radio as Cornelia takes listeners on an odyssey of higher consciousness to inspire, educate, and empower. Cornelia guides people on the path of self-healing, peace, and liberation. The Cornelia Stephanie Show is your catalyst for anchoring heaven on earth on a global scale. For more information, go to CorneliaStephanie.com. Did you know that all of the shows on the Transformation Radio Network are available as podcasts to stream or download? Really? Check us out. Go to TransformationRadio.fm. We have business shows, spiritual shows, energy healing shows, and pretty much everything in between. Something for everyone guaranteed to inspire, educate, and transform. We are transforming the world one listener at a time. Tune in to the Psychic Professors Show, The Voices of Spirit Radio, with international medium and spirit artist Dr. Susan Barnes on Transformation Talk Radio. 
featuring a variety of spiritual topics such as psychic art, spiritualism, EVP, psychic development, and mediumship. This hit call-in show provides listeners with breakthrough wisdom to enliven and enlighten their lives. Visit spiritartgallery.net. Tune in each Friday, 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on Transformation Talk Radio. Tune into the wisdom of your soul for guidance on living a joyful life. On Soul Wisdom Radio, Wendy will provide inspiration to raise your vibration and connect with your higher self and guides. Learn how to balance your ego and to progress spiritually on Soul Wisdom Radio with Wendy Rose Williams. Visit wendyrosewilliams.com or Transformation Talk Radio to learn more about a healing session with Wendy and her events and publications. Your happiness is your choice on Natural Peace Radio. Follow Sarah Van Ryswick as she addresses the power of emotions. Each month, Sarah covers different topics as she helps listeners activate their energetic spark and create powerful energy and amazing opportunities. Manifest your desires with Natural Peace Radio. For more information on Sarah and her work, visit naturalpeaceliving.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. Hey, Dr. Glenna Rice is joining us here today. Love it. You know, she does a fabulous show here, Questionable Conversations. And this is a big one. You know, do you know what makes you uncomfortable? Give us a shout. I'd love to hear from you. Or you could just type it in Facebook, uh, 1-800-930-2819, 1-800-930-2819. What makes you uncomfortable? Is your comfort zone limiting you? I don't know. Um, but this is really a big, big question for those of you that are on Facebook. I'm kind of got the Facebook thing over here that I'm supposed to watch, but I can't do that and still do the show. So that's a little bizarro, but we're taking your questions and comments. What makes you uncomfortable? You know, before the break, Dr. Glenna, we were talking about, you know, uncomfortable, this nature of uncomfortable cutting us off from maybe our greater good, cutting us off from one of my favorites possibilities. Um, how do we take the leap? You know, and we were going to talk about some of those situations, mm. m- more common situations. I mentioned the first date thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> do we not go on the first date? You know, people often choose to be uncomfortable in that situation. That's interesting. People will kind of go, out of their comfort zone for a first date. If you really want something, you're will, you're willing to break through your some of your boundaries that you have for yourself. Um, and really, a lot of those things can be like, okay, what's this going to create for me? If I go on this date, what's it going to create? What's my future going to be like in a week, in a month, in a year? Maybe just one date. It may be someone that you actually have as part of you know the creation of your future for years. Um, so you can be you can know those things and when you're willing to not have to to make a smaller distance this maintaining this comfortable distance and make that smaller and smaller with you you can access more awareness about what that's going to be like on your first date you know there may be you may access enough awareness that you don't go on that first date because you already know it's going to be bad but you're not even willing to look at that because you're not willing to have the awareness about it and some that can be the uncomfortableness you're either trying to step through or avoid 
but to get awareness about what it is, this creating this energy of uncomfortable, because everything's an energy. And being uncomfortable about something is just an energy. It's some information that you're not clear on or you don't want to have or you don't know how to access. That's what these cool tools and access are. So, and the questions are, you just ask, you know, what's, what's this going to create? more or less what's my life going to look like or be like and then you look for a light or a heavy answer so if it's like will i create more if i go on the date yes or no one of them is going to be greater it's really simple and practical so the light is like whoo your being kind of opens up you kind of smile if it's going to create less it's like you ink it's kind of crunchy and then you can choose you can still go on the awful date you know maybe you just want to tell your friend you went on a date <laughs> or you want to tell yourself at least i'm going on dates <laughs> even if, yeah yeah <laughs> even if you don't want to say who it's with <laughs> right right <laughs> you know i think we had a um we were talking about situations and this is kind of cute and it's kind of me changing things because this is this week has been me clearing stuff about my comfortable distances and not having that as much as part of my life so i i have a few times, a wonderful woman gave me this idea to give a box of chocolates to the flight crew or the cabin crew when I go on a long flight. And then just, you know, as a, being grateful that they help me out all the time and it changes this energy. It really creates quite a beautiful energy. So I've done it a few times, but I'm never very comfortable with it. I don't know when to go in and give them the chocolate, how to say it. It's not it's kind of stepping out of my comfort zone to do it. And I kind of stopped doing it because of that comfortableness. Um, and the times I had, I would get, you know, I lost my headphones. They give me theirs. They come over. Can we give you some more wine? How are you doing? They come over and they give me a little bit more attention, which is actually for me, not totally comfortable. I like <laughs> sitting in my airplane all by myself, with, <laughs> kind of avoiding conversations with people. So this last trip, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this again. And I was able to, I did it with more ease with the lightest conversation I've ever had, received their gratitude for it was, you know, was let them know how grateful I am for them and what they do on these flights for 12 hours across the country for us. Um, and I, and every time they came up and talked to me and asked me how I was doing, it was, there was a lightness that had never exist. And it was just all changed just from me changing that zone of how comfortable I want can be and being able to step outside of that and not have that run my reality because it really isn't part of my reality so that's a kind of simple scenario that just happened last week <laughs> yeah you know for me um it, and this is really interesting and i've shared this before i am an introvert i am so far on the myers-briggs introvert scale that they that when i was in the corporate world they had me take the test like three times because they they didn't believe the results i was like in the far end of the curve that they don't even count you and of course back then i didn't know what any of that meant and you know back in the day they didn't they they didn't know what the myersburg really was so my boss would be like oh my god you're like a freak <laughs> you're like seriously this was a conversation with me you're like this. I, I don't even know how you can be on the team. Right. And this they thought that because you're I'm an introvert that I'm not going to talk. I'm not going to participate. I'm not going to engage. Uh, there was this view of what it meant to be an introvert up until this latest book that came out. Right. So I go out in public. And I sit at a maybe a networking table or a meeting and even with my friends. I have been labeled unapproachable most of my life because 
other than this, which I love to do and I'm in my zone, I don't talk. And <laughs> I don't talk. And I have had more people say to me how uncomfortable they feel because I'm so unapproachable. And isn't that an interesting dilemma? So I've had to learn how to be more like this out yeah. of public. Yeah. One yeah. Of the, yeah. And one of the, for us introverts, I've never been tested. <laughs> <laughs> well, for me, just like a social situation, a kind of a party or a gathering after class moments when everyone is gathering right. after workshop those were incredible times where I just wanted to leave and I never knew how to be me and one of the questions I would I asked that changed this years ago for me was just to ask who does this belong to oh, I was an introvert I'm just incredibly aware of everyone else's stuff their thoughts feelings and emotions of how, how they're supposed to do a social situation who they're supposed to talk to how you're supposed to talk to people the way they're judging themselves in the social I'd pick all that up from everyone in the room and that would make me incredibly uncomfortable. I, no one had ever told me it might not be mine. And just simply saying, wow, is this energy mine or someone else's? It would go away. And I'd ask it a bunch of times. And I remember walking into a social situation after class or a party situation with a lot of people for the first time in my life and having none of that, I want to get out of here. Because uh, it was never mine. I actually wasn't the introvert or the shy wallflower person I always thought I was. I just didn't know what to do with all this energy by being this psychically crazy aware person. I was. <laughs> That's who I really was. <laughs> so, I mean, how much exactly. is that for you? Exactly. That, you know? Yeah. It, you pick up uncomfortable. You think it's your uncomfortable. It makes you look more uncomfortable. It exacerbates theirs. And then someone doesn't want to approach you. And how much, you know, and I didn't want people to approach me because I was too uncomfortable. I didn't really want people to be coming up and talking to me because I didn't know how to talk to them with this other stuff that was going on. It wasn't true. I mean, I know how to talk to people. You obviously know how to talk to people. This is what you do for a living. Right, right. What's really so bizarre about this, I, I had a coach tell me, help me get out of my being uncomfortable, right, yeah. uh, in public. And so they said, start, tell a joke, tell a joke. So what did I discover about my, tell a joke, right? Tell a little joke. Uh, she says, yeah, I watch this pastor guy, and he always starts out with telling a little joke. So then, okay, I'm going to learn some jokes. Uh, I am the worst joke teller on the planet. <laughs> okay, clearly not my wheelhouse. But what's so endearing to people about it, I try. So this is me trying to tell a joke, missing the punchline, totally not even understanding the joke, but me trying to do that. And so it's an interesting journey, right? But if, if I had to stay in my comfort zone, I'd never leave my house, I don't think, in that way. Now, I energetically love what I do. You and I energetically, you know, we love what we do. Absolutely. I now can speak in public. You know, the other thing about me is that I, I was a teenager that stuttered. So for me, this is an interesting career to have. And I love it. What can you say to help people in that I feel uncomfortable, dot, dot, dot. I feel uncomfortable. And let's not confuse. There are some situations where you're uncomfortable that you're getting a message. Right. Yeah. That's not what I'm talking about and with myself. That's 
I'm not talking about that by going to a party and not saying nothing. That's not it. That's not, there's nothing weird going on there. But with sometimes you and I get messages about uncomfortable, and I've left places, Glenna. I've walked out, and people don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a brilliant talent ability to have. That's going to help you in all sorts of situations. And that we want to increase our awareness of that. We want, it's really, what would it take for you to increase your awareness of what this uncomfortable actually is? What is true about this for you? What are you aware of? And what do you know that you're not acknowledging, you know, because that uncomfortable is a really different one. I'm not comfortable getting on a flight. Maybe that flight's going to crash. That's something I want to be aware of. It's a really different energy that I'm, uncomfortable talking to somebody because that's going to change their world and my world. And I like to keep this distance, this comfortable distance between me and that energy. You know, it's really like, what judgments are you using to like create and maintain the comfortable distance Mm -hmm. between you and everyone else and you and your awareness and you and the people in your life you're choosing and to start becoming aware of what these judgments are. Like I'll never speak in public. That was a decision and a judgment. We've all had those things. And Many of them might not even by ours. So if we can start changing that, you can access more of you. And you don't have to have a distance from you anymore, which is a really cool thing. That's what I'm seeing changing with this conversation for me. You know, I've become more aware here lately of norms. You know, I studied norms in school. You probably did too. But I've become a little bit more aware. And, you know, there's an interesting dynamic I want to ask you about. Um, Someone said to me, that women and men are perceived differently and therefore there are perceptions that could be different. And I, I said to the person, okay, I don't understand what you mean. And they said, they shared with me a story when there is a situation and it's a dynamic conversation, like a project or something, right? You've been on projects. I've been on projects. I worked in the corporate world for 25 years and I had a, I had a boss that would pound on the table and everybody thought that was good. That means that when dude pound on the table, he's really excited about something. It's really good. It was really important. It was happened. When Pat pounded on the table, I can't even begin to tell you <laughs> what that looks like. And look at Glenna. She's going like, you know, can you imagine like that? And so there are different levels of uncomfortability. And sometimes it's based on gender or maybe not. I don't know. What's your thought about that? Well, certainly there's differences in how we perceive ourselves and how other people perceive us based on our gender. There's, you know, we chose our bodies. At least that's my point of view. That's right. We chose what what sex we wanted to be in this life with this body. Um, and we kind of know what comes with it and what doesn't. And there's a lot of changes happening right now with what those realities are. Um, and But we come from a huge history of having um, different, you know, we know the points of views about men and women from history all over the world. Things are different. We're, we're, we're pushing all the comfort zones for everybody right now. Um, so you are going to be perceived difference. And that, you know, it's like to be aware of it, to not fight yeah. it, to not align and agree with it. How would you like to choose? What what can you do and be in every situation that's going to create more for you with all that reality going on? How can you change the realities so they work with you and change everyone else's? So if you're in a meeting and pounding on the table doesn't work as well for you as it for the big boss, what else could you do that would actually create more of an energy of getting everyone's attention? Yeah, I took them bowling and I almost got fired. So I took my team bowling and almost got fired. So I, I mean, but... That one, I don't, I don't, 
<laughs> I don't know. What do you even do with that? But yeah. there are so many conclusions we draw from the word. And I want to talk about that. Um, there's a conclusion of being weak. If I'm uncomfortable, I'm weak. Mm. Um, if I'm uncomfortable, it's your problem, right? That's the big one. You know, if, if I, if you're uncomfortable around me, right, that's your problem. I mean, how many times have we said that to people though? Really? Yeah. You know, there's a real right. lack of an awareness of another person's point of view in that. Like what is making them uncomfortable? It, yeah, it is their stuff. They're uncomfortable. They're choosing it. But what are you, you know, what's going on in their reality that if you were aware of it, you could possibly change? possibly not work with that person anymore. If they're going to always be uncomfortable around you, it may not be the greatest situation to work in, but it could be something that could change. Everybody has their own comfortable distance that they're maintaining yeah. the, the separation from themselves and everyone else. Um, and yours may be a lot smaller than theirs. And that is enough to make them uncomfortable. <clears throat> I mean, we do this stuff in relationships. We're in a relationship. Everything's going awesome. We're starting to get closer and closer and closer. And we start encroaching on our comfortable main you know maintenance of our comfortable distances and we don't want to get closer to that person that's uncomfortableness that's where it starts to happen and boom a fight will happen a judgment oh he never does this or she never does that or he's always late so we'll come up with something to put us back in that place that's comfortable for us this is about changing that and you change it for you and you change you and you change the world so I'm just like, as we start to change this and I'm willing to have less separation from everyone, I think the people that are uncomfortable around us will not be as uncomfortable because when we're not holding on to it, they possibly can't hold on to it as strongly. Anyway, it's going to start changing it for yeah. us and what that changes in the world, we'll see. Like, yeah. What is possible with this? What is possible? You know, what's interesting is, you know, I used to take a lot of things personally. Well, wait a minute. Is that even true? Is that even true? <laughs> I have to think about that. No, I don't think that's true. Uh, so honestly, when my feelings get hurt, it is like I don't take a lot of things personally, which means I don't hold a lot of grudges. I, I just don't live in that space. But here's an example. When I first met my friends that I have when I moved to Seattle in 1993, we were all getting together. They were all welcoming. It was our first new year together, right? We we're having a great time. And they said, why don't we all watch a movie? And they said, Pat, you're new. Why don't you go pick a movie? Pat goes, picks a movie. And the movie Pat picks, right, is, I don't even know the name of it. It was, but whatever it was, I watched things like The Matrix and stuff like that. My friends sat through a movie that they were so uncomfortable sitting through. Now, every time we're going to watch a movie or go to a movie, it, it, everyone almost in harmony says, don't let Pat pick it out. Um, <laughs> right? But it's a truth that I'm glad they told me. You know, we're not all the same. We're not all the same. But what I've learned to do is not invite my friends over to on a Sunday night to watch The Walking Dead and then The Talking Dead. I will not do that now, right? Yeah. But because I'm willing to change and know that isn't what this isn't that what this conversation is about? What am I willing to change about me? Yeah. What else is possible in the realm of, of my life? Yeah. What are you willing to choose? What are you willing to create? And, you know, choice is only 10 seconds. 
Like, yes. really, you know, choice. You, you can choose to watch the movie and then you can turn it off and choose not to. You can choose to choose friends that actually like those ones. And those are the ones you come over. And then you can choose to change the movie that night to something else. Choice is only in the moment of the choice. And we can continue choosing the things that work for us. And we can continue to choose the things that don't. Or we can change and choose something else. And the cool thing about choice is choice creates your awareness. Like you chose to pick the movie out. <laughs> and then you became aware, oh, Nobody I'm friends with in this room likes the movies I like. Oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Creates um, awareness. Because I realized that, and this leads to my next question, because I realized that, I chose my friends to have a very special group of people, you know, that I get together with. As a matter of fact, when we do the White Elephant this December, there's a room of 50 of them there, 50 women in this room, do, exchanging, like, gifts that, like, what? That's my choice. But sometimes, Dr. Glennon, and I'd love for you to talk about this, we have to make hard choices about our friends. You know, there have been people in my life, and, I, and I'm faced with a situation like this now, where there is a scenario where our values don't match. Boy, I'll tell you, I don't break my promises anymore, and I used to. And I do my best to keep my word. And if I don't keep my word, I need to have an awareness that I haven't so that I know that I'm not on the same page. But sometimes we have to make choice. We have to make decisions about the people in our lives. Isn't that hard at some level? But, but clearly it is a choice. Yeah. I, I mean, it could be hard. I mean, it can be hard. We can choose it to be hard. You know, I mean, friends, and I've heard people talk about, like, a friend is someone that doesn't judge me. That's who's going to be yes, my Yes, that's friend. right. Someone that's Linda. Yeah. And that's a, a there are not a lot of people like that out there. Now, that doesn't mean I'm going to have, not going to have lots of people in my life that contribute to me and I contribute to them in a lot of different ways, but I won't be, they will not be the ones that are going to be the friends. Mm -hmm. That's a different energy. Um, and to know that and not separate from them because of that, not make them wrong because of that, not make myself wrong. But just know that there are people that are going, you know, that the, the judgments of me is not going to be something that works greatly in my life if you're my friend. Mm -hmm. um, so there may be, there's things that we probably won't be doing and talking about in our life because you're going to judge me for that. Right. Um, and I would, you know, me and my friends, I mean, my target is to not have any judgments of anything ever. I don't, I'm not perfect at that yet. But That's, that is, I'm a target. Yeah. <laughs> That's my target. I'm like you. I'm not perfect, but it's a goal. I want, I want to have that. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Because I know that if I don't have any judgments, then I have more access to everything. Mm -hmm. And my life is always easier. So when things are hard, it's usually because there's judgments and decisions in place or something like you wanted that person to be your friend. Mm -hmm. They're not. Like, and that's a tough one for a moment. That's like, wow, okay, what wasn't I willing to see about this person? Right, right. And that can be quite surprising because, you know, and we want our friends to like us and not judge us. And that doesn't always show up that way. Um, and that's okay, you know, not to have a judgment about that or a point of view that there's something wrong with you, that you can so easily go into the wrongness of you in those situations. And, you know, nothing we've ever done or chosen in our lives mm -hmm. has ever been wrong. Mm -hmm. Only been a choice. And then what else is possible? A choice that maybe didn't work and a choice that worked greater than we imagined, you know, and then yeah. what do you choose next? 
I got to tell you, I feel like I li- I'm living a blessed life right now. And this has not been the case for me. You know, many of the listeners know my life hasn't been all roses. You know, my mother committed suicide. I was homeless at 17 and I can go on, but I won't. So today, the greatest dilemma I have around this, and this is really important. I got to share it on air. This is my greatest challenge right now on this. Are you ready? Will I lose my best friend, Linda, if I decide to color my hair white again? (laughs) (laughs) I have the greatest controversy in my my world of friends right now is everybody loves my hair this color my natural color and deep inside of this Sagittarian body it wants to go white and short well it's only a choice (laughs) (laughs) hair color can change it's just an appointment (laughs) with the hairdresser what would be fun for you oh I already know the answer to that You know, contrary to popular belief, you know, somebody said to me, why don't you do a listener, listener survey? I'm saying, really? We have the best listeners on the planet. Their lives, they totally do not want to spend 20 minutes in a questionnaire about my hair color, right? And then, of course, I had a a listener friend say to me, it's time, Pat, put on your big girl panties and make a decision. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you can be stuck with the hair too long it's a choice but then then it's like you know we actually want you to do your hair white because then we don't have to change all the pictures of you pat wow thank you so much for this show thank you um in the world we live in and in the end what i've learned from many conversations with you as i always can go to and i can go to it quickly what else is possible here And in the world of possibilities, Linda's solution to my hair problem is we can put in highlights. That could be fun. What's your personal message, Dr. Glenna? Give out your website. Thank you so much. Happy Thanksgiving. What do you want to leave us with today? Well, GlennaRice.com is my website. And with Thanksgiving coming up, what are you grateful for today that you have been, that you've never acknowledged that you're grateful for? Maybe we can ask everyone around Thanksgiving dinner. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. What are you grateful for today you've never acknowledged? I love it. Dr. Glenna Rice. Um, And again, Access Consciousness is where they can find information about upcoming classes and things that are going on. Yes. Accessconsciousness.com. Yes. And GlennaRice.com. I love it. And pretty soon, I don't know when we're going to do it. We're going to do a show on about stepmothering yes stepmother was such an influence in my life yeah yeah let me i'm getting in contact with the woman that i would love to be a guest on that and she's just very busy traveling like me so we haven't been able to stick the times together so what would it take for that to be our next show december uh i could tell you what it takes you find out the time she's available and we'll record it perfect perfect because it's all possible dr glenna rice i'm dr pat you are the best listeners on the planet Uh, Happy, 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 happy holiday Thanksgiving. And I love what Dr. Glenna says, you know, ask around the table, what are you grateful about? I'm so grateful for all of you each and every day. You all have helped me change my life and be in such a place of joy. And thank you so much for that. Thank you, Dr. Glenna. We'll see you next time, everybody.
preceding audio was via a Skype call.